0: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of Happiness in Humans. I am your host, Matt Phelan. I am co founder of a business called the Happiness Index. And I am to- here with two of my most amazing, bodacious, brilliant, fantastic colleagues, Gemma Shambler and Jackie Dial. Um, how are you doing, guys?
1: What an introduction. Hey, oh, no. Good, thank you.
0: Um, so, Jem, you've been on before. Jackie, this is your debut. So we're going to go. Jackie, could you introduce you yourself to the world, please?
1: Yeah. Hi, I'm Jackie Dial. I am the Human Experience Director at the Happiness Index. Um, I guess all things uh, best practice, trying to promote uh, the best ways that we can do things internally, most efficient, add the rigor, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, that's me.
0: In summary, if, if it wasn't for Jackie, the Happiness Index could be a complete mess. So um, thank you for ja- Jackie's a- excellent skills in, in organising us. Uh, Gemma Shambler.
2: Hello. Um, so I am head of people at the Happiness Index. So I have the enviable job of looking after all of our wonderful crockers and making sure that they are happy and that... We're doing everything we can to support their well-being.
0: Gemma, for the rest of the world, what is a quokka?
2: A quokka is, if, well, that's what we call ourselves internally. But what it really is, is an animal that lives off of the coast of, oh, I can never, if it's Australia or New Zealand.
0: Oh, it's off Perth in Australia. It's called Rottnest yeah. Island.
2: They inhabit Rottnest Island. And if you Google the happiest animal in the world, you're likely to see a picture of a quokka.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, anything else to add to your role, Gemma? I mean, you've, you've totally undersold yourself there. You're the most amazing person in the world doing your role. Let's, what, what, what do you do on a day to day?
2: Oh, it can be, it's very varied. It can be anything from looking at our internal employee voice data and sharing that with the rest of the team, through to, you know, working on projects such as the quantum way like this and helping with the strategy and putting those things in place as well and everything in between.
0: Brilliant. Um, Jackie, over to you. We we have to ask everyone when they come on the show. Gemma's already asked this question before, but I want to ask um, Gemma again. But Jackie, if you kick off, what makes you happy?
1: Oh, I should have known you were going to ask me that one. What, um, well, I guess in the last 12 months with the pandemic, you refocus a bit, don't you? And I think you think about the things that you're most grateful for. So it's been the little things, the just the the being able to take my daughter to school, the being able to, I don't know, have more time with the dog at home, being able to see um, and look after my mum a bit more. So all the things that you probably don't have time to do because you're work traveling and things like that. Um, I've enjoyed the most and that's made me happy. Uh, So that's the last 12 months. Overall, I think what makes me happy uh, is just looking forward to holidays and experiences, something which we haven't had a lot of in the last 12 months. Um, So looking forward to that again as we
2: come out of our lockdown.
0: Thanks, Jackie. Over to you, Gemma Shambler.
2: Yeah, pretty similar to Jackie, really. Um, Obviously, family and friends make me very happy. haven't been able to see much of the extended family or friends over the last year so that's that's not been very good Um, but um, holidays are another big thing that bring me lots of happiness. Um, Did manage to get away, not far, but within the UK over the last year on two occasions so I didn't do too bad in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, very much looking forward to being able to get away and um, share experiences with the family. And, um, yeah, just like what Jackie said, just being really grateful to be able to spend time with my little boy and be at home more and um, as much as he does drive us mad and homeschooling, he's getting a bit tedious now. um, But, yeah.
0: So, guys, I've got a, a set of questions for you, but I want to explain to our listeners that, the reason I've invited Gemma and Jackie on is, one, because they're amazing I want them to share their skills and learning with you, but also at the Happiness Index, we a couple of things that we believe, we believe everything that's internal should be external, so our brand is our culture, so getting Jackie and Gemma on to share what we do internally is really important for us, um, but we want to make sure we always share everything unvarnished, so, um, I'd encourage Jackie and Gemma to tell you about the mistakes we make, the the, the problems we have, um, and before we get into the schedule questions, we've done a lot of sessions um, on the podcast and in content around neuroscience, and we're starting to talk about more about quantum physics um, and how we use that at the Happiness Index. So, Jackie, have you got a really, because they're, they're quite massive subjects, have you got a way of that? explaining just to, to get it into people's brains from the start, when we talk about neuroscience and when we talk about quantum physics, like what are we talking about? I know that I'm chucking you a couple of big one big questions there. <laughs>
1: um so there's a bit there's a big answer to this there's quite an articulate answer which um, I heard recently and and that is how to link quantum to neuroscience. And I think quantum is about how the universe works. Um, and neuroscience is how we as individuals work
0: brilliant that's such a simple way um of getting it ready for us for our first question which is what this entire show is about which is we start with the book freedom to be happy um and in it um i talk about something that clive introduced to our business called the quantum way um and i've had so many people contact me that have read the book that want to know more about the quantum way so this is part of um helping people but but in in your words what is the quantum way
1: um i thought about this one and, and in terms of there is no answer definitively on what the quantum way is and i think it will be different for every person and every organization that try and look at um evolving it for us that the happiness index, how we've the quantum way is really about defining our own journey um, and trying to find a way that allows us to collaborate, evolve in a non-hierarchical way um, alongside each other that make, allows us to thrive. Yeah. Um, but, but predominantly you allows see. our culture to thrive. And I think that's where the people, uh, point comes in as well so i think it's about allowing that person to thrive within that universe of quantum um
0: and why like what's the, what's the point of the quantum way if if, if if companies have been running things for certain ways for years and it's all going well why why bother change to this thing sounds like the milky way or something like the quantum way why would you want to get involved with all that stuff
2: well i think that instinctively when we as a business heard about this way of doing things, it really resonated with everything that we stand for and all of the things that we want to promote in terms of um, like what Jackie was saying about creating that thriving culture for people Um, and and fundamentally the quantum way of running an organisation means that it at its core is a very people centric, very people focused place to be. Um, so obviously that really struck a chord with us. Um, and moving on from that, it means that that the the energy that people bring to the organization isn't sort of hampered or boxed off in a in a way that that could happen in a traditional more hierarchical, more corporate type environment. and um, but actually that that's directed in such a way that really brings the best out of people and encourages great connections across the business, um, which again, going back to being one of the fundamental things of a thriving culture.
0: That's so useful, Gemma. To, to get into a bit of detail then, you we talk about the quantum wave being uh, made up of the quantum nine. Um, what what are the quantum nine it sounds like it sounds like some superheroes from marvel or something what um what what are the quantum nine
2: yeah we might have to get some superhero personas for each of them now that'd be good
0: yeah i think we should
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so um I'll, I'll just list them off um so light touch um embedded learning so these are all um sort of like behaviors and principles that we try to live by when we're implementing a quantum way of working. And um, so, um, you know, light touch, meaning that we won't be, it's all very flexible and agile um, and embedded learning, making sure that there's opportunities for growth and development at all stages, and that there's that thirst for knowledge, um, self-organising. Um, again, that helps with the agility and the fluidity in the way that everyone works together and the way that the teams are made up. Um, fundamental one, probably should have said that first, is trust. And um, for me, that is the the massive one that everything is built upon. Um, and um, you you can't begin to operate in a way like this if you if you don't have trust within the organisation and you're not um, aiming to be open and honest and transparent with each other. Um, then ownership and accountability. Um, so. Yeah, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, really. um, But helping to become very outcome-focused, and people being comfortable with taking responsibility and owning their own um, actions and decision-making process. Um, And that's not to say that you know people then would be um, criticised for making a mistake or anything like that. It's all again brings it back to the embedded learning. It's all about learning and sharing experiences. Um, and testing as you go along. Um, And then another big one for me that sort of underpins everything really is personal growth and meaning. Um, And then that sort of comes back to a neuroscience point of view that, you know, if if you are happy with where you work and you're happy at work, then you will be able to perform at your best and you'll be able to do a really good job and um, because you're doing something that you love for a company that you love and um, that you're, you're getting that reward from. Um, and then self-aware um, is another one and um, collaborative. So obviously making sure that we're working with one another um, well, which also will enhance that that point of connection that I mentioned earlier. Um, and sorry, just to go back to self-awareness that's around, you know, giving and receiving feedback and again, evolving the trust side of things and, and that open, honest and transparent culture. Um, and then last but not least, diverse. Um, so we all know how more, how much more successful diverse teams are. There's different thoughts, different opinions, and um, different experiences all being brought to the table um, and embracing all of those, all of those different things is fundamental as well
0: so gem so let me try and recap then so the and i should have asked the why before the what now i'm looking at my questions i'm like what sort of interview is this but um so we're really talking about okay we will the why is we want to remove this command and control approach um but what do we replace it with and we're, we're we're using what we've learned from quantum mechanics which is how the universe works and neuroscience which is how we work which principally we believe is the, the two sides of the same coin which is about getting away from command and control and focusing on energy um and channeling that energy in the right way and then you've obviously broken down those nine sort of principles of it so it all sounds great right i'm, I'm in I'm, I'm i'm apple i'm gonna convert my business but we i think especially because we work in happiness we have an obligation to everyone to share when we're unhappy and I also think, as a business where we talk about thriving culture, we need to an obligation to share challenges, what's gone wrong, what doesn't work. So I wouldn't want someone listening to this podcast going, "Oh, that's brilliant, that's perfect." Um, is is the quantum way and rolling out over the last year or so? Is it is it been perfect or is it is there been some big challenges along the way?
1: Oh, it's definitely not been perfect, Matt. Um, I. I... The the expectation, I guess, from me with my rational brain. So, for those of you that don't know um, the the four key brain types of neuroscience, and, and I clearly didn't before I'd started on this journey, the um, the instinctive, rational, reflective, and emotional brain types. A lot of people have a primary. Mine is rational. So for me, my rational brain told me that there's a roadmap for this, and we'll know when we get there. And I think the biggest challenge is that we can't see where we're going to get to and how we're going to get there. We just know it'll probably be a feeling, which for me is quite a different way of working, especially in a corporate company environment. So in the workplace, you often don't have emotion in a normal workplace. We're breaking the mold here, right? So actually, when we look ahead to what do we think quantum is going to look like, it's not necessarily what it's going to look like. It's more what it's going to feel like so one of the mm. biggest challenges i think is that we can't we can't set an expectation of, of what that north star is going to look like when we're there we just know it's going to be a journey and one of the really important things that i took from uh talking to um clive who's a uh, sort of key guru of neuroscience is that um the the whole piece around uh I guess evolving neuroscience and our freedom to be human vision at the happiness index is um, that neuroscience is a very much about bringing the emotion out as well as the rational side. So mm-hmm. the whole behaviors that we're experiencing as we're going through this are, you, you, we have to look at the individuals and get their feedback. And as we're doing that, we're trying to get them to really piece together and work through the different brain types and how their their different neuroscience elements can bring the quantum way together. So for example, we're all trying to work more agile. We're trying to work less hierarchical, but that comes with challenges, right? So people that need to be empowered and have that ownership principle and not necessarily feeling that they've got support that they would have in a normal hierarchy. So so that's difficult. So we have to think about putting frameworks in place to get there. Everyone's going to be going through a different change as they go through this. So we talk about the change curve in neuroscience and and people will get to a sense of meaning and purpose before others as they go through that that journey as well. Um, We need to put in place things like mentoring as opposed to management and leadership. So all these things we're starting to learn as we get feedback and feedback is going to be absolutely crucial to us as we go through this journey. Um, and I think that's the hard part is that we don't really understand the expectation of where we've got to get to. We just know it'll feel right, and people around us will make it feel right as well. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I just I think you, I just want to capture something you said there, Jackie, which is I think huge. It's about how it's going to feel, um, which is often forgotten in business. Forgotten in business, isn't it? Like you can you can talk about all the different types of parameters, but how is it going to feel to work in a quantum way? Um, I think is huge and it resonates with me hugely because when, when I'm asked what makes me happy it's freedom. So quantum way gives me freedom but as you say everyone in that happiness index and, and anyone who takes on our mo- the model that um, we're talking about here is going to feel it in a different way um, and, and that can also be fear can't it because you're moving from a model that you may have worked somewhere that worked and you're coming into a new model Um, and stabilizers are off um, and so on so I think that's a a huge point Jackie
1: yeah and also and I guess a lot of we I genuinely thought and Gemma and I had this conversation in the early part of uh, launching the the quantum way and we thought maybe it's not working we're not we're not seeing a change but we've got to see a change in behavior within the people and the people have to believe in it in order to make it work so um i think we we are we are seeing changes but the biggest challenges are we is that we we can't put a we can't put an expectation or a deliverable or plan on it it just has to evolve
0: yeah
2: and i also think that um sort of adding to what jackie said that one of the challenges was that initially when we all started learning about the quantum way we as a group instinctively was drawn to it and thought yes this sounds just like the sort of thing that would be great for us um, and also we was like oh actually we do quite a lot of this already so or we've got you know the majority, that mindset we've got that mindset already so although we was kind of already on the journey I think that that was also a bit of a challenge because then that made it a bit more tricky to work out how we actually do Um, take it further and how we implement it better because like Jackie saying there was there isn't that tangible sort of end goal that we can all look at and when we get there and be like yay we've done it um because we so that was a challenge as well to even start with like oh where do we start with this because we think we thought we was already doing this kind of stuff um yeah so yeah that that was another one that I think would, would is worth mentioning too
1: and we're still so, going on that journey, Matt. There's, there's so many yeah. things that, Gem, we're, we're implementing at the moment just to try and help give people some structure for people that are a bit more rational, that need a bit more framework. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I hadn't planned to ask you this question then, and Jackie started to mention it, but is it worth it? Is it, is it worth all, all this effort and, and so on and so on that we're going through?
2: Yes, definitely. <laughs> You're
0: going to have to expand on that, Gemma. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i think again i think it comes back to the the feeling doesn't it but it the, it definitely does feel like that there has been a change and a shift and if you'd have asked me before we embarked on this journey i'd have said the happiness index is such an open transparent place there's high levels of trust all of the all of this stuff that we've spoke about as being principles of the quantum nine but now and since Christmas, I'd say even more so. I feel like that's gone up a whole other level. Mm. And I think, I think actually, in a weird way, lockdown and COVID has helped us because people are being much more open about how they feel, about what's affecting them. um, And, and yeah, but since Christmas, I think there's been a real turning point there. Um, In terms of what people are sharing and what they're what they're bringing, what they're bringing into the work environment. Like going back to what Jackie said previously, people wouldn't have wouldn't have allowed that to come into work, even in our business. Um, And what we pride ourselves on people still was holding some elements back a bit. But now we're seeing even more and more of people sharing, which is, in my opinion, one of the most one of the best reasons to do it.
0: So the the next point goes onto the board and part of quantum has been diverse. It's not the only part, but it's an important fundamental um, pillar of it. And um, when, for those that haven't watched it, go to YouTube and check out a video called Freedom to Breathe by uh, Rosie Jarvis and Shireen Daniels. Um, It's a very emotional and honest conversation around the time um, of the murder of George Floyd and we talk about diversity one of our problems that we have is got it's not a problem it's a fact of life which is three of our founders that that form the board are all white men um and we'll argue about whether we're middle-aged or not after the show um but it's a fact um and then when you say well this isn't this this we had a board meeting we were like this is embarrassing really because we're talking about this stuff and we need to evolve it, and and in many ways we've got a really diverse company. But Gemma and I embarked on a, on, on a project to to make our board quantum, um, and I I feel like it's going to deliver on what we want to. But can you Gem? Can you just sort of talk us through what, what what that piece of work is and what what a quantum board is?
2: Yeah, definitely. So fundamentally, the purpose of the quantum board is to make sure that they as a group are providing the conditions for the happiness index to have a thriving culture and to be able to deliver a sustainable level of growth. Um, So that's their their purpose. Um, They obviously also need to make sure that they're adhering to the Q9 um, as much as possible. they are responsible for setting the strategic vision for the company as a lot of boards obviously are and um, giving clarity and enablement to our people um and just as you've said matt the the initial um the initial motivation was to make sure that we could get that group to be as diverse as possible to make it as successful as possible, going back to our point about diverse teams performing better. So to make sure that we've got the best board that we can have would mean having a diverse one. So what we decided to do was to introduce um, a few different uh, roles within that board to get some different faces there, to get um, different voices, different opinions, different thoughts, um, to really help the conversations that take place. So we have um, obviously our founders, we ha- also have a chair, um, and we've got uh, a representative for our investors. And um, So that's what a typical, you would typically expect to see on a board. Um, but what we've also now included is to make sure that there's a representative for um, our own employees happiness and culture so that would be that would be me in this example and um, we also have a different employee join us um, every quarter and um, so it's a different person who doesn't normally have um, sort of board responsibilities or uh, reporting responsibilities or anything like that to the board and um, just so that they can come along listen to the conversation contribute um, and really just um, help with their Help with their own development as well. Just to hear the sorts of conversations that take place, um, be able to really directly talk to um, talk to you know our investors that they wouldn't normally get the opportunity to things like that. And um, we've also had a customer, so an external customer, come and join our board meeting again for the same reason, just to offer their perspective on the conversation. Um, and then, of course, the usual um, finance function that you would see on a board as well Um, and then we're also going to have a representative for tech being a tech company we feel like that's quite important that we've got people from um, our tech community being represented um, and growth also and so the number of those roles will actually rotate quarter on quarter so that it's not just um, you know one um, person has been appointed to that position and that's theirs to keep. Um, it will rotate amongst different people within that team and will bring in different voices and different opinions depending on the subject matter at the time.
0: That's uh, so, so interesting Gemma and I'd love to get you guys back actually in six months times to review how some of this newer stuff like the quantum board is working and some of the original stuff that that, that Jackie has, has been talking about. Um, Jackie, have you got anything to add to that on, on, on the board or anything just before I go on to the next set of questions?
1: No, I think it's it's been a really eye-opener, actually. Um, just in terms of the transparency of what uh the, you guys, as the founders and, and the board are really willing to do. Um there's not many companies out there that would be willing to open up the board for any of their employees to go and join um, and listen to the discussions quite openly, and um, let alone external parties such as clients. So um, I'm really excited to see what that brings.
0: Well, thanks, Jackie. And this is a, a, a question for both of you. Um, we've got if this we tend to have listeners tend to be range from CEOs to HR directors to actually people starting out their career. Um if people have thought, oh no, this is this is interesting. Have you got any sort of advice on others trying to implement the quantum way and i'll I'll tell you what i'll start with clive's advice to us he said here's some ideas now you run with it
2: (laughs) so (laughs) that's
0: the advice we had um what about the advice now that we've taken this idea and run for it for the for the next people
2: yeah i'd say my advice would be to be brave um and stick with it because there will be a point, there might be more than one point where you think, Oh, is this working? Is it worth it? Everyone hates it. Um, I don't think we got to it as an extreme point as everyone hates it, but you, d- you definitely do get some doubts sneaking in as to whether what you're doing is the right thing to do or you've gone about it the right way. So, definitely stick with it. Um, and and also. My, I think one of the big things is to make sure that you are challenging yourselves um, and one another, and don't be afraid to sort of keep that going and you know and question things and say no, that's that's not the quantum way. That's not what we're trying to do. Um, we need to flip it on its head and approach it like this instead. So yeah, don't be afraid to sort of keep challenging the the, the norms and the traditional ways of doing things and thinking.
0: Love that. Um, Jackie, just a a related question to Gemma's bit before you chip in, which is you um, and Clive did an update of the Kubler-Ross change curve, didn't you? And I know on some of our clients like Sodexo, you've you've used a neuroscience version of the change curve. Um, Have you found that useful understanding change curves for our own implementation of the quantum way? Because that's what pops into my head when Gemma was talking.
1: Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? The change curve comes up in my head all of the time, because we literally are going through that curve now. And every person that's involved in in the change that we're making is going on that journey. Um, the kubler change curve is a little bit different to the, the neuroscience one that we've done. So the neuroscience one starts with, and you can relate it to the pandemic as a clear change. You could relate it to company restructures. But as soon as there's a there's an impact or communication of a big change, there's an instinctive behavior that triggers um, and people will naturally start having a huge emotional reaction to that, whether that be a good or bad emotion. And you hit that emotion and a lot of people will stay in that emotional state for a while. But some people might move through that change curve quicker and then you'll go down to that sense of meaning and feel more comfortable. And as you rationalise it, it becomes your norm. So a bit like we did, I guess, in lockdown one, we started talking about the new normal um, and that new normal, people will get to quicker than others. Um, and from a neuroscience point of view, that change curve is, is absolutely key to the quantum way as well. I mean, you know, some people feel comfortable now with going through the quantum journey um, and other people still don't and we still need to take them on that journey.
0: That's brilliant, Jackie. So- that was obviously related question to to Gemma's bit, but uh, anything to add on advice for anyone that that thinks this might be something for them and they've they've read the book and they want to know more?
1: Yeah, I guess we st- what we did what I think worked well for us. We started um, we started the journey with a with an education piece and a workshop, which um, we did in per- we were thankful to be able to do in person in between lockdowns, um, and I think that really helped to cement it with all of our cookers. Um and we made it as fun as we could. We cemented those uh, quantum nine in everyone's heads. Everyone believed, understood what the behaviours were and we had some interactivity. So I'd definitely do that. If you're thinking about going down the quantum route to start with, get everyone aligned. Um, I would. One of the things we didn't do, Gem, it's to your point earlier is, um, we didn't probably work out how what our starting point was and how that aligned to quantum at the moment. So maybe if we did, we could have helped manage expectations with everyone on how far we were into that journey already that we didn't really understand. We thought it was day one. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it was halfway into that. Um, So I'd advise people to sort of assess where they are in terms of the quantum way. Um, But then this sounds a bit weird, but manage expectations with everyone that there's not necessarily an expectation ahead of what that goal is. Because I think if I'd have got that in my head that I wasn't necessarily working towards a North Star and we were going to evolve as we went and it was going to be based on behavioural change as opposed to, in my world, project management world, a deliverable or a plan. Um, If you get that in your head that it's just an evolve evolution of something based on behaviour and feeling, then that's more accepting. So I guess that would be my advice is, don't give yourself too much pressure to create change um, officially just let it evolve through the behaviors but i think you need something like neuroscience and for people to have that passion and energy for that to to create that change if that well, I makes think,
0: sense. no i was thinking of obviously our training on all hormones and stuff like that when you were talking which is don't chase the dopamine hit because the dopamine hit is the where we achieve the goals and tick off the stuff off the list. Whereas we're really talking about serotonin, which is that, that, that relaxed state of, of happiness to help you perform and
1: Absolutely.
0: A, a foundation of feeling secure and safe and all those things that we talk about regularly. Um, so, guys, just want to go into summary of what you've said, which is, um, it sounds incredible. And um, it's just, an, it's so great to hear from ourselves in our own way how our journey's going. And a world exclusive that we're going to reveal is that if you're interested in the quantum way, Clive Highland, um, who we talked about, who's our head of neuroscience, has just finished a book called The Quantum Way, um, which is a follow up to my book, Freedom to be Happy. Um, so it should be out in about a month's time. But if I try and sum up what, what Jackie and, and Gemma said, I just started by describing them as bodacious. And when you um, were talking, it's because I watched Bill and Ted this week. I was like, what does bodacious mean? Um, and <laughs> It's a combination of the word bold and audacious um, and the definition of both. I think I'll just read out for anyone that's, that's been inspired by Jackie and Gemma, because I would. this is how I would describe them actually, which is showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks, confident and courageous. And for anyone that is a Bill and Ted fan, my daughter's really annoying me at the moment because she keeps calling it Ted and Bill. It's like, it's not Ted and Bill, it's Bill and Ted. <laughs> Come on. Um, I think anyone who's watched that movie um, knows the tagline, which is be excellent to each other, um, which is probably the best description of everything that we've talked about. Um, but finally, I just wanted to thank um, Gemma and Jackie for just coming on and sharing our story. And, and hopefully other people will be inspired by what the Happiness Index is doing, but also what Jackie and Gemma are doing on a, on a day-to-day basis. So thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thanks,
2: Matt. Thanks very much.